Hi, everyone. It's Mark here, coming to you from inside the fort. New recording location this week, courtesy Josh Tyson's son, often berated as a faux celiac, to much chagrin by me. Episode 19, coming at you, in which the exploits of Stardust and Snowflake are born. Who's who? Which one's Stardust? Which one's Snowflake? Listen and learn. And get ready for the t-shirt. You too can be Stardust or Snowflake, but never both. Stardust? We're all that. Snowflake? There can be only one. Let's do it. Begin. you live from inside a pillow fort. This is Natchcast, episode 19. We're very close. No problem seeing each other this week. Nope. Mark's doing, he's got a, an alluring pose here with his gams. I have long legs. It's hard yep. to fit. I think yeah. this fort was made for uh, 10 and under. Yeah, he's got he's got the pinup style leg arrangement going. Yeah, It's, it's quite not, distracting. That might be, yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, audio might cut out at any point. At least I'm not on my knees. Yep, this is a special podcast, one where Mark does not begin on his knees. So, let's get to the dock. I got a big, there's a lot of news this week, people. And you're not going to like this. Oh, why? I watched uh, Chef last night. Chef with John Favreau. Everybody loves that movie. It's okay. Yeah, it's very formulaic. And uh, is it Eva Longoria? Is that who plays his wife, his ex-wife? Uh, I don't know. She's, I don't remember. She's kind of irritating. She, I mean, her her accent is so over the top, and maybe that's how she really speaks. <laughs> but it sounds like she's lampooning like a, a Spanish accent. Caught up a, in the fort. Hold on. All right. Coming back in. Good? There. Yeah, there we go. But it was a good, it was a good, fa- there was a lot of good father-son bonding in that movie. And a lot of great cooking set to good music. Hey, let's not go deep on a movie from like four years ago. I'm just saying, it's, it's, that's not a classic. It's not four years ago. That movie's like a year ago. Oh, this is great, Pod. Because you, you can't turn and look at me. You got to like look. I can see you. You are right in my target. I know. I have to look over my shoulder to yeah, see you. This is a good one. I'm just saying, it was. Got uh, it, and I watched it last night. Uh, just kind of seemed to pick it randomly, but I think subconsciously I picked it because I uh, spatchcocked a chicken last night. And it was probably the best chicken I've ever made. Spatchcocked it over indirect heat. You know, mm. so I think spatchcocking mm-hmm. is designed to cook a, a bird over direct heat quickly. I did it over indirect heat. And I got to tell you, it was amazing. Did some corn right over top. Yeah, I'm hearing that too. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Yep. So there, that's my life hack. So life indirect hack. heat, that's probably like a good 45-minute cook. Uh, probably like an hour and 20 minutes. I think it's you over there. Look! <laughs> Cramped inside a fort. Yeah. You know what? That's a great idea. The nat- Natch Fort? To, to build a fort and force yourself to podcast inside it when no one can see what's happening. Because it's a purely... It's a fort built for radio. Oral medium. A-U-R-A-L. Mm-hmm. Done orally. <clears throat> so I got a few like quick ones here at the front. You want me to just... 
hit them. Sure. <laughs> I'm looking at the back and side, the back of your neck and side of your face. <laughs> it's a little bit sad. What's sad about that? I don't know. All right. Well, th- so these aren't like sort of deep newsworthy. Well, one of them is. Let's talk about BioLite. Yeah, BioLite. That is newsworthy. Natch Rancher Greg Bagney, one of the brains behind White Road Investments, which is the sort of like the venture arm of Cliff Bar. They made some exits recently. I saw Greg. They made Always some exits? Always a treat. Yeah, that means they sold, they got out of some investments. It was some exits. Yeah, they had some exits. This some gilded successful exits. Uh, Greg gave us those, oh, those, yep. those insane hats, which you can find on Instagram at Real Nash. Yep. Yep. New investment, BioLite, which I know you, you kept foisting this thing upon my email account. Yeah, BioLite and I go maybe two or three years back. I wrote about him for selectism.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Why'd you I, like I think him? I covered him a couple times. I put together like a camping kind of roundup of good stuff to take camping, and they were right up there because it's just a cool fucking idea. It's like a little stove. Well, it's like a little device that you put like basically like twigs into, mm-hmm. and, you, and you ignite them, and it uses the heat. You can use the heat from burning this wood to cook food and to charge... Uh, portable devices. So it's got a USB, I believe, oh, uh, charging port. Internet of Things. Is that where you're going? No, don't do no, that. No, that is not Internet of Things. It's well, not a connected device. You Wi-Fi that shit. No, it has nothing to do with the Internet of Things, actually. It's just pure utility. Good. It's a charging device. No, it it, it has to do with um, feeding the world clean energy. Right. In I places mean, where they aren't on the grid. Right now, it more has to do with, like, hipsters who want to camp. Yeah. Yeah, but... And and you really unlike need, me, you need your uh, phone on a camping trip. We got up near Mount uh, Harvard mm. past couple days. Yeah, you were hiking and ultra light backpack trip. Pretty amazing. You got to have an ultra light pack when you have a bad back. <laughs> Hashtag ultra light. Mm-hmm. This sheet is all right. Hold on. So anyway, <laughs> don't let it get you down. Don't take road. off the hat. <laughs> oh no. I'm not taking off my Butler Brothers hat. Your Butler Brothers hat must remain. Shout out to B-Bros. You want to finish this Bagney shout out Austin, first? Austin, <laughs> Texas. I got interrupted by my B-Bros plug. All right. Yes. Uh, Greg and his team uh, and, well, let's Cliff Bar and their group, White Road. They're part of an investment round, $5 million, to really blow up this BioLite. That's great news. Is it, or is it BioLite? BioLite. I think it's BioLite. I no. didn't know they were such a thing. Like the, it, the the positioning of the company is very much like bringing energy to populations that don't have it. Well, it's a smart way to scale that technology. So it's very mission responsible forward, responsible way, purposeful business. That's what White Road's all about. Boom! Congratulations. Wow. Are you, will be are on we here fishing s- for a sponsorship? Maybe, that is what White Road Bio-Lite. is all about. Bio, no, Biolite. Hey, we can just take a blanket White Road sponsorship. Ooh. How about a year, like a year-long sponsorship package, White Road? Come on, Greg. What do you say? Come on, Greg. Or if not, hey, BioLite, we have very reasonable sponsorship packages. See what just happened there. The body everyman is... Lots of tears. Pushing forward with the business angle. That's right. The Monetize everyman, the cast. <laughs> the everyman <laughs> wants some, some, just a little bit of money. Just a little bit of pocket money. A little bit of walking around money. That's right. All right, congratulations yeah. to them. We're gonna have, we're having Greg on um, soon. Yep, we got two uh, more white males coming up as guests. 
one of these days. We're looking. Well, come on. Science, babe? Offer's still out there. She won't take the offer, yeah. Uh, so, or she just won't reply to the tweet. G- Greg will be a lot of fun. Yes. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Via the New Hope 360 Instagram account, my former friends and family, mm-hmm. for longtime listeners who really want to know what goes on with the Gilded Insider, this is where he got It's where he got his gilding. Uh-huh. Patagonia Provisions. So we've talked about this, I think, ooh, episode <laughs> two. No, it wasn't that far back. One? All right. Well, we could look that up and tell people. Uh, yeah, Patagonia. I think one of their biggest growth initiatives into food. Huge planetary impact if they can sort of reimagine the food supply. So they've started, they, they, they had some stuff that like, it was a good camping connect. Mm-hmm. I think there was some salmon or some fish and there was that soup, that uh, Sampa? Sanga? Soup. It was a special soupy uh, uh, dalbati Thing. A soupy thing. That well, no, you like like a stew, a stew, a stew. I want okay. to call it a stew. Anyway, warmer. Anyway, nutrition bars. Uh, the first I've seen of these. You've never seen a nutrition bar before uh, from Patagonia. Come on, Gilded Insider. Oh. They are in the bar market now. Is the takeaway for listeners? Yeah. Patagonia provisions new organic fruit and nut bars to nourish my body and match my jacket. Clever. Made with ingredients. This is quoting New Hope 360's Instagram account feed. Made with ingredients like chia. How would you say that word? Baobab. 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 (laughs) Baobab. Almonds and berries. Yum. Hashtag yum. Hashtag snack. Hashtag food. Hashtag natural. Hashtag food is fuel. At New Hope 360 on the IG. So that's how you get your news these days, people. Yep. Instagram. Our our news comes to us in photos. Well, that's all you need. Believe it. Hashtags. I don't need an article on this. I'm like, oh, they're in bars now. This is how they're going about it. Hey, and at Nutrition Nut Junior says, mmm, this sound delicious. (laughs) Healthy helper, want. So watch out for Patagonia. Yep. Uh, Well, you know. I was thinking of it as an industry insider. Watch out, they're coming. But you know what? Let's let's flip that. Consumer of Goods. products that are good for the world. Bring it on, Patagonia. Yep. Clean this shit up. You got a new buddy in Patagonia. Moving on to at Food Babe. It's oh, you wanted to talk about that. Look okay. at this account, man. I know she's sitting. <laughs> she could sell that account. It's a gold mine with eight posts, eight selfies, right? I. Th- uh, seven of them are just selfies, mm. direct selfies. One of them's got a, well, there, there's some weird facial expressions. <laughs> Here she is in an outfit. Even weirder facial expressions <laughs> than the real food babe makes. But there's eight posts. Let's see when the last one was. People, you got, I don't know. I got a nice chuckle out of at food babe. No, it's funny. I mean, oh, we I'm ran into line. this problem. Remember we were trying to secure at Natch on Twitter and it was someone, some, someone was parked on that. They hadn't tweeted in like two years. Oh, 149 weeks ago was the last post. For Food Babe? Yeah, so that's almost three years. See? You know that's just driving Vani Hari bonkers. (laughs) But let's move on to her. (laughs) The profile photo is great. Yeah. (laughs) At Food Babe. Go, please, give it a look. Maybe we'll find a way to link to it from... uh, How would you do that on Instagram? Just repost one of her photos and go check it out? We'll do that. Yeah. You can go to our account to find it. At Real Natch. All right. Worldwide. Moving. At, at The Food Babe. Yeah. Boom. You want to go high or you want to go low with At Food Babe? I got both. 
Is it possible to go? Let's go high. You want to take the high road? I'll take the high road for the food, babe. Oh, meaning that I have to take the low road? Well, <laughs> to be expected. It makes sense. I called her a twit once. Oh, that's close. Okay. <laughs> that's what? Uh-uh. Accurate? Uh, this, uh, let me read you this post. So it's a screenshot of probably C-SPAN or something. Oh, you're just starting with that one. I'm start with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll go to the other one, which is where you get all excited. This is what the hijacking of our rights looks like in Congress. They just passed a bill in the House to prohibit states from labeling GMOs and to allow foods that contain GMOs to be labeled natural. That's all pretty true. Yeah, it's a compelling photo. We haven't been talking about it because it's like, I mean, how much can you say about GMO labeling? But as to be expected, the cabal of processed food makers that really love GMO got together and this has gone through and it's true. They want to be able to call natural, all natural foods can, can include GMO ingredients mm. and they want to preempt state initiatives to label this stuff. And the, 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 what you need to know there is that probably at the federal level, you would end up with a more neutered labeling program than at the state level where you would get some folks like Vermont going gung ho and having lower thresholds, et cetera. But the last line is where oh, I was getting real phlegmy. <laughs> the food babe really delivers, right? Take notes on all the traitors you might have elected. Hashtag food babe army. <clears throat> We're the food babe army. That shit's real. You don't want that turning on you. It's like Gamergate. Yeah, it's got to be a ragtag bunch. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so no, we, it is. <laughs> I just want to get that little bit of news out there. Wait, let me see happen. if I can find one of these quotes I can prove to you. What a ragtag bunch this is. I read a quote in here that was hilarious. It was some guy. I'm just going to go back to at food, babe, and look at these selfies. Okay. I'm going to, I don't know if I'll be able to find this. Maybe I'll just paraphrase it. Cause he basically said, I'm a Republican. Does this mean I should vote Democrat food, babe? Like people are turning to her well, every, for political guidance. Every vote counts. Oh, here it is. I'm currently Republican. If I'm reading this right, based on this asinine, it's not spelled correctly, vote, I feel comfortable switching to Democrat. Correct, food babe? <laughs> we should just turn to food babe for all political guidance, I think. Anyway. I think yeah, we, this we is a much, bummer. We pretty much have, right? I mean. She's my guiding light. What's the difference between Trump and babe? Uh, it's, God, it's, it's negligible. I mean, I feel like she should be working for Karl Rove. Maybe. She's got that style of kind of like half Maybe we baked, got it all wrong. Half cocked. We shouldn't be sort of... Whip op- people into a frenzy. Yeah, we're, we're this oppositional, like, come on, food babe, you're dragging down the collective intelligence of our food brain. No, maybe we should be like using this. We should align with the food babe army hmm. to further our goals, only to then jump ship. <laughs> to just turn on Earth. <laughs> Once we've reached the top of the pinnacle, right. Well, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had to deny requests from her. She's always coming to us with, please help me with this. Please help me with that. Like, how do I podcast? And like, come on, food babe. You can figure it out yourself. You're talking about at food babe, not at the food babe. I'm talking about at the food babe. (laughs) Okay. She's always bugging us. She will not leave us alone. Well, not when she's doing yoga. Yeah, that's the other Instagram post we have from the food babe. So you know what we're going to do? Let's do this. I will repost from at food babe. Just so you, everybody, and, and tell you how to get to that because it's really hard at food babe on Instagram. <laughs> but then we'll also uh, stick some, uh, what, how do we, do, we'll, we'll, these two photos we're looking at from the food babe stream, we will, uh, should we stick a hashtag on them so people could find them? 
How about I'll just uh, repost this donut one with some uh, some Photoshop All augmentation? Right. We'll get them on our stream. You want to read this one? Read yeah. That, read so she one. says, had an amazing parenthetical laughter-filled yoga class with the incredible at the Lindsay Crisp this evening. Sorry for calling out your friends for eating Dunkin' Donuts right in the middle of class. Hashtag food babe never forgets. And then she's got that real creepy, like winking tongue out yeah, emoticon. Waggle face thing. Yeah. Food babe never forgets. I mean, I don't know. There's there's nothing too surprising here. It's just further evidence that she's probably one of the most aggravating people to spend time with. Just food policing people? I mean, fuck off. <laughs> really? What what are they they're having donuts right in the middle of class? Or they have them after class and she I'm guessing them out. they <laughs> have Duncan like someone probably I I think it'd be Nearly impossible to eat a donut during a yoga class. I was confused. But it sounds like maybe before or afterwards, someone mentioned having a donut or had a donut. I'm thinking they brought donuts for after. Maybe. And they're sitting there in the corner of the classroom sort of thing. Yeah, and she just flies off the handle right in the middle of class. (laughs) But there's also like, I don't know, the yoga classes I go to, you're not really empowered to speak up and interrupt the instructor, et cetera. No, you go to yoga classes? Oh, all the time. Okay. That's good. That should be a whole different tangent, but yeah, you, you're in. The, you're flowing. So maybe this is like they're just getting together some friends. Let's see if she gets invited back. <laughs> there you go. Because I mean, you don't interrupt yoga class to come to like get on your little platform. Yeah, talk about and it donuts. runs right up against the Tyson diet, which would say, yeah, you did an hour of yoga, have a Dunkin' Donut, fortify your body with a little bit of toxin. Tox detox. Yeah, and Last then you episode. can detox later. Let your body react to those toxins. And then flush them out. Mm-hmm. Build your body up. Oop, and then clean it out a little bit. So head to head, food babe. You wait. This also reminds me of... of oh, see, it's your phone. Oh, it's fine. The same thing. Uh, when I go to, out to dinner with people. And whenever they order <laughs> meat, I go, oh, enjoy it while you can. And then I come to have dinner but at your house really... and you serve me steak. <laughs> yes. But it's not really, uh, I'm not policing. I'm more just kind of going. You're just bringing it down. You're just, <laughs> I'm just bringing people bombing down. everyone out. <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. Well, we got some actual news here. Yes. Bulletproof. <laughs> Bullet. Nope, that's later. Um, where are we here? All right. Let me just open this article. Oh, you're like we're fattening the yak. Fattening the yak. Bulletproof, the company that puts butter in coffee, just raised $9 million. This article is by Jordan Novet, and it is in VentureBeat. And I'm going to open it for you. Oh, God. I'm just floating around. I'm free and easy, man. I've already, I got them all opened. I've got I'm ready open to go. Too. I turned off my Wi-Fi for a minute to try and okay. counteract this, and I didn't realize it was interrupting stuff that I already had preloaded. Well, I could read the quote if you... So Bulletproof, the startup behind the trendy but hotly debated Bulletproof coffee featuring grass-fed butter and energy-rich oil, announced today that it has taken on $9 million in venture funding. Those aren't the quotes. I'm just giving the the lead. (laughs) See, that's the problem with this Google Doc system. Now I have to hop back. So here's the quote. I could, I got, all right. The startup offers a whole line of available products, including oil, coffee beans, proteins, supplements, and even a diet book. Today, there's a new product called Fat Water to provide hydration. You want to you pause on that for a minute? Fat Water? Really? That's what you're going to go with? Even if that's an acronym, it looks like it's an acronym, but come on. Fat Water? Is it an acronym? Well, it's capital F, capital A, capital yeah, T but what, Water. Um, what does it I, have in it? Like some well, I don't know, but I, mean, coconut? That, I can only think of one reason for including fat that way in water. Healthy fat. It's got to be some sort of acronym. You, well. uh, it just seems 
wicked foolish. Fat water? I'll look it up. I'm picturing water with like, yeah, oil floating on top of it. Yeah, it's got something in it. Some of that MCT. You got to skim off those healthy oils. So uh, founder Dave Asprey insists on the ingredient mix. Dude, so, dude, it does. It, it, yeah, it's got fat water. Natch. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Don't get all. Who cares? Because it has something in it. It had. Uh, that's why it's called fat. I think. Well, yeah, it's got some fat in it. It's got. I'm assuming that it's MCT not just water stuff. So you know, we talked about bulletproof coffee in an episode, Extra, like ex- episode eight. Clean burning fuel from fat instead of sugar. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the new Using trend, Using patented nanofusion technology. Don't put that fucking shit in there. Fat water concentrate is emulsion of bulletproof XCT oil and purified water. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's a dud, dude. Yeah, well, it just sounds gross, honestly. Yeah, it sounds gross. But his whole thing is, you know, it's trend. the coffee that you put uh, grass-fed butter nanotech. in. Nanotech. Oh, give me my nanotech bulletproof. And then you God, put in... I'm mad about bulletproof. Go ahead. His proprietary blend of oils. Uh, and then you use his coffee, which is like supposedly low mold coffee to avoid brain fog. I meant to call Tyler Wells, our coffee, uh, our natch rancher, who's a coffee he's god. A bit, he's a bit of a coffee connoisseur. Well, he's just like a, he's a coffee kingmaker. He's a he bit is. of a coffee czar. He is a coffee czar. Because I know he doesn't like Captain uh, of coffee. bulletproof coffee. He really takes issue with this whole low mold concept. Mm. We're going to have Tyler on at some point too. We're waiting to do that one in person. Bet we are. We'll dig into that then, but, uh, it's a white male. Let's get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> if you know any white males in the food industry, send them <laughs> yeah. our way. So, uh, so, but he, so I, I I'm trying make, to lean in people. We're leaning in slowly, I, but surely. I make my own version of bulletproof coffee. Cause I, I do like the notion of having a little bit of butter with my coffee in the morning. And I, I put in a little bit of coconut oil. I was calling it gullet sleuth coffee. You did a whole episode on it. It never caught on, you know? But, <laughs> but my wife, uh, when I first explained to her what I was making, I said bulletproof. I said it was a version of bulletproof, and somehow her, she heard buckshot. So that's actually what we call it around the house is buckshot coffee. Oh, that's better. This is, yeah, gullet sleuth, is, it's a little bit off-putting. Well, I kind of meant it to be. Yeah. I actually didn't expect it to take right, off. Well, let's not, it wasn't, it wasn't let's not take worthy. that same impulse to our hat design. We haven't no, but gullet, but uh, buckshot coffee, yeah, it's my it's my own life hacked version of his bulletproof coffee, and I mean, he would not approve because, uh, as it says in this article, he uh, insists on the ingredient mix. Listen to this: putting coconut oil in your coffee, quote, just isn't bulletproof. He said, "Well, no shit." <laughs> and the grass-fed butter provides beta carotene, omega three, vitamin is, A, is and just so as on. good. Well, yeah, I mean that's his quote. That means nothing. I know it ain't bulletproof, and I'm okay with that. As for the beans, well, Asprey claims his company has a plantation and sophisticated processing equipment in place to in Guatemala to prevent toxins from creeping in. If they ferment the coffee and allow things to grow, toxins get there. Asprey to, Asprey told VentureBeat. So this is a this is gonna blow up. Yeah, but well, what his in, products? In a, no, just in, it's it's gonna pass. Yeah, you think so? I mean, yeah, yeah. it might have memed out by now. I mean, well, no, maybe no, not yet. He's got nine million. Is it nine million? He got new nine million in funding. He can do some new stuff. But yeah, but nine million ain't that much. It's not. This isn't a long game. Nine million. That, that's like one uh, episode of Nats Cash sponsorship. Right okay. There. Fat water. That is the worst. That I, is you, the worst. You part threw of me. Whole <laughs> the whole point of you know they raised some money and you know they. And now they're they going to make products called fat water. <laughs> no, they're making fat water. Just wrong-headed product naming on so many levels. Yes, but, yeah, It'll make you fat. It's got fat in well, it. 
It's got nanotech in it. Yeah. That's call it, like, call it that's nanowater. Like, uh, that's on par with synthetic biology, and both of these are boogeymen on the horizon. After call it GMO. oil water. Although yeah. oil and water. Dude, call it bulletproof water. Do not mix. Yeah. Bullet, bulletproof water. Do they make bullets? Do they make bulletproof bullets? I don't know. I think Asprey's got too much fat. Ooh la his, his la brain la croix. Is too shrouded. Ooh la in la fats. la croix. Oh, you want to move on? Okay. I do. Le croix. Yeah, let's get this. Let's get this right. The trouble with la croix by Katie Herzog. So before we even get to the article, where is that on uh, Grist? A little bit of an annoying article, right? We'll we'll get to. Uh, I want to set the stage. What? It's pronounced LaCroix, like enjoy. So whenever you're stumbling over to think about that, I want to enjoy my LaCroix. I think I'm just going to still call it LaCroix. Well, interesting, right? It's called LaCroix. Uh, yeah. Because we- it's from La Crosse, Wisconsin. They make this stuff. Well, I think they make it in Wisconsin. I think it's just made in the USA. Name is a cross between the town LaCrosse. La- 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 that's not LaCroix. LaCrosse and the St. Croix River, mm. which rises in the northwest corner of Wisconsin. Proud to be made in the USA. Fascinating. I think, I don't know, right? But it has that super weird, that sort of, uh, uh, what, what would you describe that bottle? And The, the can, you mean? The, yeah, the, excuse me, the can, the packaging. Well, they, they make a, pa- a play at it in this article. They, call, they say it like appeals to ravers and yeah, so it's kind of regular a crazy Joes or something. approach to, uh, yeah. You're, it you're, just looks like an, an 80s kind 80s. of. 80s. Wall painting. 80s. I think this whole thing popped up, and I don't know this, but it popped up like Perrier stumbled. Oh, we need like, let's give it like a French sounding name. Which is funny that Perrier stumbles and then Lacroix wins out. And Lacroix wins out. Lacroix. Lacroix. Pardon. Sparkling water beverage distributed by the Sundance Beverage Company. So I'm not sure who knows what's going on there because that's part of the National Beverage Corp. It's been around since 1981. So I wonder if. They've just had the same can design since then. Maybe I think so. Because it's something, even though it's not in the style of Nagel, there's yes. something Nagel-esque about it. Maybe they commissioned Nagel to do some can work. And, <laughs> and now it's come back into fashion and it's every hipster's dream to no, I mean, Nagel, pound these Nagel things. never went out of fashion. <laughs> Nagel never went out of fashion. And maybe you don't get your hair cut in a suburban salon. I don't know, but Nagel's in full force. How is LaCroix pronounced? LaCroix. It rhymes with enjoy. Remember that. Remember that. Maybe we'll call this episode Enjoy LaCroix. Listen to this, though. The Washington Post reported that since 2009, sales have tripled to $175 while soda revenue has plummeted for the past 10 years. Boom, of course. So I think there's two things going on with LaCroix. Alternative to soda, which is the same thing that has created this trend toward coconut water, other plant-based waters... Things that you can drink that aren't tap water and aren't soda, mm-hmm. right? So a health beverage category apart from soda. But there's the hipster thing. It's what is, like, what is, yeah, because I'm... What are you focused on? We don't, <laughs> we don't use the word hipster here, okay. even though I used it earlier. Yeah, what that is just lazy them? marketing. All right. What do you want to call them? Uh, hipster? No. Uh, Fashionable millennials? I heard a, a thing on... Gipsters? No, there was a, there's a new term. How about laquasters? There's a new term. It's, it's like the next metrosexual. It's like called vetrosexual. Mm-hmm. I heard it on BBC. Let's just, let's just build them up around LaCroix. La okay. Because that's emblematic of everything they are. I drink this stuff, though, but I drink it because you Wait, you're me blaming me? It. It's great. I think you're a LaCroixist. 
I think my thing is I just like carbonated beverages. So it's so like a lot of times I like to have a beer or two at night, but then I just want to keep that carbonated train rolling. <laughs> Because I can't, like, after having a couple of beers, I'll try and pound Dude. tap water, and it's just like, this is flat. I'm going to drink seven LaCroix before bed. <laughs> then you are the point of this article. The yeah. whole point of the article That's why is... why I didn't like it. They're trying to find a way to pick apart LaCroix, and what do they come up with? It's it's a bunch of aluminum cans, yeah. and, oh, we don't recycle enough aluminum, and it's, it's uh, resource-intensive to produce this stuff. It's a pretty weak argument. Yeah, I mean, that's not the problem with LaCroix. That's the problem with anything in aluminum cans. Well, that's Craft fine. beer... I do like her... Zevia? Who is it? <laughs> Katie Herzog's point. Like, you know, have one. Don't, don't have eight throughout the day. Whatever, Katie. <laughs> oh, you're an eight. You're an eight guy. You just said it. Two post-beer no. after dinner. How many are you having during the day? I probably drink about five LaCroix a day. <laughs> oh, my God. So you are the problem. I'm the solution. No, that's a... That's, well, at least I recycle every really, single one of those cans. At least you recycle them. And I, I mean, I recycle them myself. You drink I, five I a day. Smelt That's a lot. the aluminum back down, and I refashion it into a can, and I ship it straight to Lacroix headquarters. We have kind of a well, I, partnership agreement. If you're doing five a day, you can't even get the name right. You'll never say Lacroix, will you? I've said it like five times now. Lacroix. Oh, is that enjoy Lacroix? Yeah, I can't get it. I'm cray it cray for Lacroix. Me. I just say Lacroix because it's French. Lacroix. Lacroix. But it one, it's this is something that bugs me though. All right, I drink the beverage. I like the beverage. I do not drink five a day. It's like one a day. Sometimes with a little, mix, little topper, a little mixer, a little lemonade in there. Oh yeah, you took my life hack of putting a little uh, peach shrub or orange bitters. No, I haven't done That's that. That's what ever. you top your Lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> Never done that. Oh, I think I told you to do it. <laughs> life hack. That life hack remains un remains unhacked. Well. I don't like this whole idea of adopting the European sensibility, but then not, but then Americanizing the the name, right? Like, okay, we want to be like Perrier and call it La Croix, but it's pronounced La Croix. That to me, well, I mean, La Croix is, is still it's, like a weird Europe, European look sounding. Okay, I think most American would be La Croix, La Cracks. That's right. So, say you were going to start yourself an all natural donut company. And you go, oh, I'm going to call it beignet. But no. When you pronounce it in America, it's begnet. Make me pronounce it begnet. Bagney? Not bagney. Bagney's beignets. It's like, no, this is a word that exists in the world. Right. But La Croix means cross in French. Do, 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 do. Congratulations. So that's how you pronounce it. Not La Croix. If there's one thing that we have Begnet. learned in the course of producing this podcast, it's that pronunciations are malleable. Mm. They're meaningless. Ooh la 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 qua. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Don't got milk. Time to ditch milk. <laughs> this one's just for you. Yep. Exploring the Dairy Dilemma by Linda Geddes mm -hmm. at New Scientist. I'm, I'm, I'm like a new scientist a lot. I go there quite a bit now. Yeah, this is an exhaustive article. Ooh, yeah, well... Oh, God, that's right. What is this about? Oh, wow. I read it. Hold on. Uh, it's, I mean, Here it's about go. how people are abandoning milk, um, and it, it lists through a bunch of potential health problems that milk can cause, but I think the, the gist of it is, is that uh, milk is probably good for kids to drink, but when you reach a certain age, your body can't break down lactose as well, and it starts mm. piling up and causing health problems. Mm. It can actually weaken your bones. Quote, can make your 
prostate inflamed. It's inflammatory is the thing. That, there you go. Now you're getting to it. Quote, a key proponent of this theory, I don't know what that theory is, is Bob Melnick at the Osnabrück University in Germany. He suggests that IGF-1, that's a growth factor. That's a great quote to lead with. Plus some of the amino acids and fragments of genetic material in milk all feed into a cellular signaling pathway that essentially takes the brakes off cell growth, boosting the risk of cancer and other diseases. Mm-hmm. Constantly high levels of IGF-1 uh, could also pancreas to burnout, type 2 diabetes. Quote, Milk is not just a nutrient. It is a complex bioactive substance honed by evolution to promote, promote growth at the cellular level. So this is why, is milk good for you, bad for you, blah, blah, blah. It's all of these things. It's a very powerful yeah. protein source. Milk don't play. <laughs> Reviews by both the World Cancer Research Fund and the American Institute for Cancer Research have concluded that there is a probable link between dairy product consumption and prostate cancer, but also, in the same sentence, that milk and dairy consumption probably protects against colorectal cancer and may lower the risk of bladder cancer. Dude, wrap mm-hmm. your head around that as your doorbell rings. I'm not answering it. Uh, the other... Th- I don't what, do you, I... No, what do you do with that? You're reading an article. Now, if you're a scientist, you go, oh, I need to investigate. But if you're reading an article, and you're like, do I drink milk or not? What the fuck? Well, yeah, you know, it reminded me, it makes this point in this article, it makes the points that I sort of heard made on one of those weird PBS dietary infomercials, you know? Yeah, I don't like those. I get sucked into them sometimes. Why does PBS do those? I don't... Uh, takes cost money to produce television? Yeah. Would be my best guess. Maybe we should do that, infomercials. But, uh, so in this article, it, it makes the point kind of that if you're eating more meat, then you're, I think your body processes milk better, in a sense. Uh, and in this PBS infomercial, they were talking kind of, it was kind of debunking this uh, obsession with calcium to prevent osteoporosis. And mm-hmm. it was saying that uh, if you eat less meat, your body absorb, your body can absorb calcium uh, easier. Well, you know? all of this is, all of this is encouraging mm-hmm. because rather than just going, is calcium good or bad? Is meat good or bad? You're talking about the interplay between different nutrients, right? Talking about relationships. If you do this, you're going to absorb this better. And if you do this, it might be good for that, but bad for this. I mean, in one sentence, it's like, okay, it'll give you prostate cancer, but not, but it'll protect you from bladder and colorectal cancer. That's it's about weird, balance. dude. You hear That's that, weird. food babe? It's about balance. So there's a system at play, even something as simple as milk. Mm-hmm. And everybody Which isn't so simple after all. Not at all. Nope. Whoa. And everybody's fleeing the category right now, milk, those days. Are... But lactose intolerant, my friend, I just, uh, so when I was at New Hope, I did my uh, 23andMe DNA sequencing kit oh, right. as sort of an exercise for an article. But I got in before they stopped doing all the health uh, results, and it was more ancestry now. But I think they're getting back into health after they pissed off FDA. They just kicked off a lactose gene. Like, and I, like X percent of the European white male population. <laughs> like most of our guests, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think, I think within that subgroup, there's X percent that, like, have developed a longer-lasting ability to process lactose into adulthood. I've got mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah, me so too. So now, now there's like, well, you think you know it by intuiting it. You can drink milk and you're okay. Yes, I didn't need a fancy test. I now test. have genotypic proof. See, my proof comes in the form of not getting farty, I guess. Is that... Isn't that what, <laughs> I don't have gastrointestinal distress, but I also just don't really care for milk. At least not like a big glass of milk. Ugh. Perhaps you're going with one of these other options. Low-fat milk is popular, but... but recent see, studies skim milk is kind of even more gross than uh, yeah, whole milk. We, we drink more whole milk now. We've talked about this trend before. Sure have. Recent studies have hinted that some saturated fats may, in fact, be beneficial and that full-fat milk could help with weight loss. What? Bulletproof. A2 milk. You heard about A2? Uh, It's still an up-and-comer, I think, here. No, I haven't heard of A2 milk. Is it some sort of fortified milk? No, it's a breed of the cow. No, one of the most abundant proteins in cow's milk is beta-casein, found in two common forms. A1... Most often found in regular milk. In mm-hmm. A2, from cows selected for this trait. Cowls? So, cows. Like cow neck sweaters? <laughs> cows. Cowls. <laughs> yeah. uh, they only differ by a single amino acid, but this influences how they are digested in the gut. The breakdown of the A1 type can form a peptide called beta morphine 7 which some claim increases the risk of diabetes, schizophrenia, autism, and heart disease. Uh, wonderful quadruple, I was going to say triumvirate. What's a quadrumvirate? A triptych, quadtick. to get. A2 milk. So it's, it's the A2 refers to the actual cow that produced it, mm-hmm. a specific uh, breed of cattle, but then it produces a more nutritious milk. All this shit's just insane. You know? I mean, what do you do? Ty- exactly what do you do? Tyson what? diet dictates you listen to your body. If milk's making you farty, you don't drink it. If you are drinking, you know, milk under the assumption that the fat might actually be good for your body, then get a physical every year. <laughs> and look at your freaking blood workup. See if it's screwing with your blood pressure, your cholesterol uh, oh, levels. Cholesterol, but who, you, we're moving away from cholesterol. Take a, charge. Yeah, yeah. that's good news for me. My cholesterol is a little high. Well, there's also good, there's some simplicity that the Tyson diet that... It's going to get complicated by science as it moves yeah. forward. And should Tyson ever endure like a heart attack or something like many of his uh, uh, elders have, the Tyson diet could be in for a radical shift. <laughs> you just never know. Well, if your marker gets high enough, yeah. You're it's malleable. The Tyson diet. Yeah, I like that word. Uh, one interesting thing, though, too, that came from this uh, PBS infomercial that I was referencing is uh, it was talking about osteoporosis and bone health, and your bones actually get stronger the more you use them. So if you're doing like strenuous activity or like running around or just walking a lot and your bones sense that they're being used, your bone marrow starts producing more bone matter, starts strengthening your bones. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, uh, this infomercial posited the, the notion that the reason women especially women, I think, from like, uh, what would it be? The baby boom generation? Experiencing osteoporosis more than men is because they typically had more sedentary jobs. Hmm. So they were sitting more. Hmm. So that might be why they're experiencing more osteoporosis because they weren't like doing as much Hmm. labor-intensive work. So that means maybe the, the osteoporosis playing field is soon to be leveled. As, and, and actually, it'll probably tip because more and more men are staying home. Their wives are going to work. The men are just 
on the old Xbox every time the baby's asleep. Fewer and fewer manual labor jobs, more desk jobs. It's true. As the robots take over, we're all going to have like glass fucking bones. I don't like any of this, though. No. Because I like to swim. Oh, yeah. That's not good for your bones. You can swim. Just do some jumping jacks before and after your your, uh, time in the pool. Okay. That that would probably be fun to watch in your little Speedos. No, little, they're more, well... Your yeah. little banana hammock nope, hopping up and nope, down. Nope, 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 nope. No, not doing that? Okay. They're like a boxer brief. But they're tight, right? Oh, they're tight. Yeah. Triathlete. You can see the veins. Oh, my God. Look! What's that, on, <laughs> what's that you're wearing on your head? You like this hat? <laughs> I do. I've got one just like it. It's kind of fancy. It's pretty sharp. Yeah, it's This is hand. my second Butler Brothers hat. Shout out B-Bros, Austin, Texas, marketing communications firm in the service of you and the world, my friend. Yeah, isn't it at the B-Bros? I don't know. I should have looked that up. They have a few different Instagram handles. The Butler Brothers. They are literally brothers. Yep. They are good people. They are. I got to tell you, my my celiac son uh, was really excited by this hat because he went through this weird phase where he was obsessed with the word butler. He would call people butler. He, I don't think he knew what a butler really was. Well, it's cute. But he was always calling it, he's like, you're a butler. And then I, I uh, made him like a cutoff t-shirt once. I just cut the sleeves off his shirt and cut the neck out of it. Something, I don't remember why I did it. But so he was running around in this t-shirt and he's like, I, I need you to write something on this t-shirt for me. I said, sure. So uh, I got out the permanent marker and he had me write, I am a butler of Scion. <laughs> So nice. I don't know if that belongs on a hat or in a campaign somewhere. How about I am a, I'm with Butler. I I'm am with Butler. Butler. But once he realized what this hat said, he was like, he was like Butler. Well, this hey, this is a this is a healthy trend we've got going on with the Natchcast here. So what send us hats? Yeah, this is a. They sent us two hats, sharp looking hats. They're on Instagram. Check them out. Get They're to really know the nice Butler hats. brothers. The, they did uh, you know they've done many wonderful things. Sure. One of the most wonderful would be the. Uh, Sending us the hats. Yes. And uh, after that would be the short film, I guess you would call it. I don't know. The uh, Take Down Big Soda and Sugar film with Dr. Boguski in Boulder. Mm. And in cohorts, cahoots, in cahoots with the Center for Science and the Public Interest. Oh, right. Where they take the the quasi-polar bears and age them through life and they get diabetes, they lose limbs, they have erectile dysfunction. It's quite dumb. It's the real bears. The real bears, yes. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff they do. Yeah. So they've probably like hung out with Jack Johnson. It's not Jack Johnson. It's um, They've probably hung out with... Uh, it's uh, not? No, it's uh, Jason. Oh, Jason Mraz. 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 Yeah. Sugar. His last name actually kind of always has... Recently, I'm reminded that it maybe has always subconsciously reminded me of the thing that came up in the Dave Carney episode of Natchcast. Yeah, Joycean, the Joycean spelling of the cat noise. Meow. Mraz. You put that in a little Instagram meme thing. I it took me five times of looking at it to go. Oh yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what that was when I was looking at it. So anyway, big ups, Butler Bros. Thank you guys. Great hats. No. I wore this hat to Lakeside. The we'll get them park. on the show too. It was a lot of fun. Damn it, wearing this hat to an amusement park. Could you guys? American white males, can they... Yeah, why do the Butler brothers have to be white men? Can they be sisters? (laughs) Of... (laughs) It'd be a good name for a a sister 
agency. Yeah. That'd be a nice twist. The we're the Butler brothers. brothers, but we're sisters. Ooh. Because well, that's very gender is, we're in the post-gender world. Oh, that's true. An agency for the post-gender world. <laughs> Man, we are like a tagline factory. That's ideation. Scion, that's also not a good Butler idea. of Scion. Ooh, I like that. I mean, that, one, that could mean anything. These Butler bros are going to that Escabona event in Austin. We got to wrangle our way into that sucker. Yep. We'd like to go, but we would not like to pay for airfare. Right. Just if you would like to sponsor us to go to the Escabona event, we... Yeah, depends, maybe, on, depends on what you do. I don't know. Maybe you just want to transfer some frequent flyer miles, throw them our way. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a business... Uh, do I have to pay taxes on that? I'd hope not. Yeah, maybe know. you've got uh, some sort of Airbnb situation out in Austin, and you're like, hey, just use our place. Oh, if we're going out there, I'm going to stay with the Butler brothers. Well, that's a bit presumptuous. Let's sleep in their backyard. Yeah, Is we're going to pitch a tent in their backyard. I apologize. <laughs> I rescind that request. <laughs> Wait, wait, what are you apologizing well, for? I didn't realize, yeah, that is presumptuous. I shouldn't. No, if we go out there, we're just crashing at their place. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they don't have event. anything going on. Mm. Let's get it. We got a couple more news stories. Avec les pitchforks. Uh, I don't know what the French word for sharpened is. So, mm. yeah, with, les, with the pitchforks sharpened. So we got, you know, we're, we're fans of a lot of things that are happening in France. Yeah. What, what do we got? We got the mandatory rooftop gardening thing well no it's mandatory rooftop uh solar panels and gardening right it's you have like, to cover in green space or solar panels yeah yeah and there was something else that they did oh they outlawed you food get waste. fine if you're throwing away food if you're yeah. a grocery store throwing away food that's a big no no good for them but they're having some problems right now uh this is this article is from business insider it's just a staff report uh, farmers block france's second city as Hollande bids to ease crisis it's i Oh boy, you did it again, Hollande! I, I hesitate to even say this, but Francois I think it's Hollande. I think it's Business Insider reposting from uh, American AFP? Foreign Press. Oh well, whatever. I went to that. I went to AFP. All right, so it's like Associated Press, basically. Yeah, basically. But foreign. But foreign. <laughs> well, I try. I no, I was trying to do the homework. I would try to go to their website to see if I could dig up a little more information on who this wrote is this. This is a thing, though. And AFP's to- website. Is bad. Sucks a knuckle, man. Well, I don't want to get into this right now, but um, there's something happened. Like, have you seen, uh, do you know who Nate Silver is? That name sounds very He familiar. was. He got famous for, like, predicting elections. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he left, and uh, where did he leave? The Post or the Times? Hmm. He left the newspaper to start the, and got money from ESPN to start. Five, statistician. 538? Is that the name of that thing? I think it's 539. 539? 537-something. They made a splash with, like, we're going to do data journalism. And then Vox made a splash and raised a bunch of money. They're getting snarky with each other. Because, like, Nate Silver posted a tweet about, so uh, I think it was that story with all the, oh, God, I could be getting it wrong. But maybe all the Bill Cosby accusers. Mm -hmm. There's, like, 35 of them on the cover of New York Times Magazine, something like that. And he did a statistical study proving that... Vox curated it and wrote a little article about it and then, like, creates tweets around it. And Nate hit him, like, shouldn't you source back to New York Times Magazine for this and not your own article? Well, this goes back even further. A little bit of a backlash to this. It's the classic HuffPo dilemma, too. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. It's a timeless... But it's, it's it's the stumbling block that you just... 
you know, we just gave Business Insider a shout out. People read it on Business Insider. The work was done at AFP, my friend. Well, if AFP had a better website, they'd be getting a little, no. bit, of, a little bit better of a shout out. Well, if we had a better website. Hey, we'd... our website is slick. Is mobile it, optimized. Is it the American Foreign Press? I'm trying to figure that out. Alternative. Uh, what is the AFP? Shit. I tried to go to their website. That's what I'm telling you. It was I'm a an mess. idiot. Why am I so dumb? Don't be so hard on I'm yourself. I'm so mad. Hundreds of furious farmers. I think it's the Association okay. of Fundraising Professionals. What? Agence France. Oh, this must be it. Agence France Press. Agence France Press. At AFP on Twitter. They are getting the shout out from me right now. All right. Well, we're fans of Business Insider they for whatever reason, They are not very popular. Too. Wow. Hundreds of furious farmers on Thursday blocked access to roads. Oh, yes. Or blo- blocked access roads to France's second city, Lyon, with their tractors, unimpressed with a 600 million euro government plan to ease dire financial plights sparked by falling prices. So here you go. Uh, a combination of factors. You got changing dietary habits. You got slowing Chinese demand and a Russian embargo on Western products uh, over all this uh, kerfuffle in the Ukraine. It's pushing down prices for staples like beef, pork, and milk. So farmers are pissed, man. They're blocking roads. This happened last Thursday. So I can't I'm make sure a there's been wage. an update since then. Probably should have looked for one. <laughs> Probably should be giving you breaking news. Nah, just, we're just delivering no, 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 an abstract. Turmoil in France. Yeah. Farmers aren't getting paid a living wage. They're blocking public thoroughfares and taking to the streets. Why? Because that's the era we live in. Yeah. Well, it sounds like part Demonstration. of the problem is they... they uh, you think Occupy is done? It ain't done. Oh, I think it's, it's the beginning. kind of sadly done. No, it was the beginning, my friend. It seemed like the beginning. Well, it is the beginning. Well, then when's it going to start? It, it it's, conti- <laughs> it's just shifted, Ferguson. I mean, I'm just talking about public responses to social injustices. Okay. Everywhere. Fair enough. People are taken to the streets. They're, they're getting active. I don't think that's anything new. I think that was happening in France I back when they had some sort of revolution. <laughs> okay. There are other moments in, in Just because it wasn't televised and tweeted about no, doesn't mean... No, I, it was also big in uh, Woodstock in the Vietnam era. But then I think we kind of got sleepy. And now we're like, yeah, oh, And then people shit. got killed in Ohio. Yeah, now we got to stand up again. Neil Young wrote a song about it. It's a cycle. The power's... Conglomerated into these weird little pockets, and we don't like it anymore. One percenters take note. Yeah, I mean the, the big push, the Illuminati. They're just trying to keep us comfortable. If you keep people comfortable, fat, and seeming like they're happy, whether that's from a combination of pharmaceutical drugs or not, they're less likely to bitch what? about things. All of a sudden, we're on like Rush Limbaugh radio. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm just getting all Rand Paul here, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's got to be some. There's there's some sort of silent conspiracy. I don't know if it's an organized thing, but there's an there's an impulse to keep people satiated and kind of entertained over. You know, if if we're just if you oh, this is that complacent. We got to get to this sometime. And well fed, then your, they're not going to your theory of us becoming content, content machines? machines. Yeah. Well, pretty soon that's going to be the only viable employment opportunity left for a lot of people like lowest common denominator uh, you just take base p- content production yeah you just produce a bunch of content so that uh, someone can figure out how to market things to you i don't know how you pay for them i don't know how money fits into this it's a, it's a blossoming theory it's gonna be really good though salad of the week salad of the week uh, real brief salad of the week it's the, a pitiful salad of the week. I'll, I'll share a picture on Instagram, but uh, I am a, not a very good backyard farmer. 
Uh, I think my main problem is I just don't water things enough. But it's been so damn rainy here. Not not as of late, but for the first few months of the summer, it was raining constantly. Mm-hmm. So actually, a lot of my crops, I'm thinking specifically of my string bean plants that I grew from seed. They were thriving in, in the kitchen way back in May. Then I put them out in some big uh, planters, and they've been pelted by hail, rained on real hard, and then possibly underwatered by me in times when I've assumed that maybe it rained enough that I didn't need I to water them. I don't think you need to water them. This has been a, it's been a... It's, it's been, been a rough... A, it's been a wet one. Yeah. So anyway, then I had a little... I, my mom got me one of those Whole Foods bowls of salad greens that you can just transfer into a pot. DIY. Yeah. Not getting a good yield. So I got like a fistful of lettuce and uh, three beans. One of the beans is just shriveled up. Looks like a cold out of the pool Okay. thing. So anyway, that's the salad of the week. It's a sad salad. What did, we, what did I miss? The ingredients are two beans, uh, a few greens. Two beans. Well, three beans. One of them pretty much inedible. Uh, like five leaves of some sort of baby lettuce. Oh. And uh, the, that's the, it? the dressing is just made of tears. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So thanks for I, listening well, to Salad of the Week. I didn't even put uh, Salad of the Week. I have a salad Stop thing. Stop talking over sa- the damn Real quick outro. salad thing. Oh, okay. Uh, there was an article that I didn't even, we got so many, I didn't, couldn't even get it in there on, uh, from Mother Jones about the end of salad. As you know it, you won't be able to eat your salads. Probably California drought. Now, mm. outro. Salad, salad of the week. week. Okay, back to the show. But sticking with leafy greens, kale. The kale comeback. Was it just last week where we did the craftsmanship Kale hyper accumulator, or was that two weeks? ago? It was ago? two weeks ago because last week we had some sort of, I had some sort of badly uh, tied in thing about heavy metal. What the hell was it? Anyway, it's two weeks ago. Heavy. Me- oh yeah, you did from your book. Oh yeah, you still reading that book? <laughs> I am. I've gotten quite. Uh, what I've been reading now, uh, the book is "The World Without Us" by Alan Weissman. It's all about what's going to happen. If I mean, what would happen if people suddenly disappeared off the face of the earth? How quickly would nature take back? what rightfully belongs to it. But it was fascinating. Uh, The chapters I've been reading recently are about, they kind of talk more about forces of nature and about how the Ice Age, uh, probably the last Ice Age, I think, or maybe two two Ice Ages ago, kind of caused some chaos in uh, Africa that might have prompted some of our ancestors to, uh, to wander off. And not hang out in trees and pick at low-hanging fruit, but to become a little more hardy. But the interesting point is that we have become effectively a force of nature on par with ice ages. Dickhead. <laughs> this, is, this is real shit here. We've, we've done, we've caused so much, uh, we've had such an impact on the environment over the last however many thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. That, uh, we the body, are a you're veritable, the body every man, man. We are a veritable force of nature, mum, 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 motherfucker. Okay. So where? There's my book update, all right? I, I could share more. Did you know that there were giant, uh, giant tree sloths all around North America that were like bigger than woolly mammoths? Huge fucking things. And there's one guy, I think his name's Martin. His last name is Martin. He's a uh, archaeologist or paleontologist from some sort of ist. His theory is that all the are the all the large fauna 
like mammoths in these slots, were killed by people. Once question. People moved in. We just tore them up. Do you, question. This is. We were eating them. Our, so there's the tie. So in. there's animals. And there's plants. Yes. And fish are animals. Sort of. And fauna is not plants. I thought flora was plants. Flora is plants. Fauna is animals. Creatures, yeah. And fish are not plants. They are animals. Okay. Where are you going with this? I don't know. This is like that rudimentary level of knowledge that I never got straight in my head. Oh, so, I, I would, so I would I use the word fawn. I'm like, uh, I don't really know what that is. I would not have had it straight in my head if I hadn't been reading this book. So yeah. And insects are not plants. They are power bars. They are, they are animals. Mm, nope. I think they'd be fauna. I think if, if it moves around and blinks, we don't know if it cleans itself. I'm not embarrassed to with say limbs. It. I have confusion in my head. Look at about the, these terms. Look at the Gilded Insider acting like an everyman. The kale comeback. The He's viral, just like us, people. The <laughs> viral idea that kale is bad for you is based on incredibly bad science by Julia Belluth at Vox. In response to the article we discussed two weeks ago about kale as a hyperaccumulator of toxins, specifically heavy metals, specifically thallium, and one... Weird houseboat quasi-doctor testing his friends and patients and thinking that a lot of their vague symptoms had to do with kale consumption. What, what the hell is Craftsmanship Magazine anyway? Don't know. Why? <laughs> Don't know. That's where we found it. That's where he reported his, hey, his findings we, were reported. We found that article and we're talking about it. Before these, it went viral on this shit. Like this. Don't, don't be surprised Jones. that we're trendsetters, all right? Well, we are. I don't think we, we, a lot of we people clo- are listening. We, we, we cloak the the uh, the right people are listening. The insight and the and the and the and the knowledge. You're getting these news stories. These are the ones that matter. Yeah. And we're telling you what's what. We're, we're telling this is us telling you how it is. That's what we do. We cover the news, but we make it fun. Yeah, we cover the we're news. We're having fun, right? We cover the news in Stop. taffy. But Quote, responsibly sourced taffy with organic ingredients, organic cane there sugar. There were so many good moments from last episode we didn't uh, do on Instagram. as little memes. Ass loads of organic. That would have been a good mm. one. I, I we liked, could have had nudity on the site, which always gets you followers. I liked the the whole dino, dinosaur, yeah. your water being in a dinosaur's asshole. So other, some people liked that and some didn't. I thought it would catch on. None of them catch on. No. We don't want to catch on. Fuck that. Catching on is for suckers. It is. This is a long game. Quote, there's just one problem with Hubbard's claims, Hubbard being the houseboat, parent, parent <laughs> the houseboat doctor, doctor in quotation marks. Not we discussed s- this at length. The beginning of our discussion on this article, uh, uh, the source article, initially two weeks ago, was very much like, who is this guy? He has offered no good evidence whatsoever of a link between kale and various diseases in humans. In fact, he's never done anything to establish a link. Hubbard's not even a scientist. So before you start throwing out all your kale, be aware that the science behind the killer kale meme looks awfully flimsy and has all the hall, 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 Head who? hallmarks of a bogus health scare. Now, yeah, got it. I got it when I read the first article because I know these things. Because you but, have the mind of a scientist. But I'm not entirely sure that Hubbard ever really claimed to be these things. I think he's kind of, it was more like, I'm, I'm doing some little uh, experiments in my houseboat lab, and 
yeah, kind of popped don't up. Don't blame Hubbard. Blame yeah, I don't Craftsmanship Magazine for there you flying go. off the handle. There you go. Although it does say that uh, Hubbard eventually brought his samples to a lab in Illinois called Doctor's Data. Doctor's Data, or well, Data, also happens to be the subject of numerous lawsuits and court orders for misleading the public with test results that were used to peddle bogus dietary supplements and detox therapies. Yeah, it was also his second uh, lab because he was trying to get the results he wanted. But there's a larger point here, Josh, which is our last quote from this article. In fact, suggesting that a single item, one type of food, can explain a vast array of health problems is one of the hallmarks of a crackpot health theory. Booyah. Got that right, Julia. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we were talking about with milk. You can talk about with kale. Solution Tyson diet. We are all stardust, but we are also snowflakes. Each one of us a little bit different, with different dietary requirements. It's not a glass slipper situation. That's here. good, man. Yeah, we're all. We, we what was that? That's our T-shirt. We are all stardust, but we are also all snowflakes. That is not T-shirt <laughs> material. Something like that. From stardust to snowflake. I don't Ooh, know. We'll keep stardust. Stardust and snowflakes. Ooh, stardust and snowflakes. Oh, what can we do with that? I'd I'd, on you know it. what? We could become like an ice skating duo. We could be called <laughs> Stardust and Snowflake. <laughs> we got to put on like unitards. No, not unitards. What do you wear? That's like, what they're called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, just a spandex no, just get all one dolled piece. up, though. Get all dolled up. Yeah, lots of glitter makeup. Stardust and Snowflake. <laughs> Although I don't, I can't ice skate. Can you? No, but that's fine. Can you roller skate? This is like a movie. This is like... um. Who are those guys that make the uh, the dog show movie and the a Christopher Guest movie? Well, no, he's the actor. Oh well, no, no, he's, oh, yeah, the, he's, he's the, the, guy. the director too. The, it, this is perfect. Stardust is. and Snowflake. Or it sounds like an Adam McKay kind of Blades of Glory sequel or oh, spinoff. Man, I love it. We got there. We should end on that, but we can't because there's food. Tech. Oh, we got some food tech. All right, all right. Last story. Yours to run with. Sure, I'll run with it. Yeah, you've, you've, the, hogged uh, all the, you've hogged all the intros this time. You just, just the brains and the beauty here in this story with Dr. Grace Douglas from NASA. Okay, easy, Tiger. Uh, uh, NASA Food Science, Complete Nutrition, Emerging Technologies, and the Mission to Mars by Stephen Daniels, appearing on FoodNavigatorUSA.com, Stephen Big Ups Pro. You know him? Yep. 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 <laughs> Yep. I know his work quite well. Yep. I know his team very well. I know Stephen a little. Yeah. Enough you, to you'd respect like him. You'd like him to, uh, to maybe broker an introduction to Grace Douglas, PhD, no, wouldn't you, Mark? No, I would not. Jesus. Oh, you were just going on and on. I, uh, well, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. But, all right. The, um, By physical outward beauty. How shallow. It's all. Um, Especially in the post gender world. Snowflake, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Oh yeah! I, oh Jesus! I wrote uh, I wrote something for Stephen and his team a few wow. weeks back. On Hold on, uh, let me let me go grab you a gold star sticker. I think we have some in the art drawer. Stephen interviewed Dr. Grace Douglas, NASA Advanced Food Technology Scientist at IFT, which is the big food tech show. Happened recently-ish. I think it's in oh, Chicago. We're about to be interrupted. FYI. Well, we're almost done. Natch. Nah, roll with it. Oh. Um, Great video. So the link will be on the site in the show notes. Click on it. Take a look. Watch this as Dr. Douglas tells you what's happening in space food. Crazy stuff, man. 
Yeah, using one, 3D printing technology. Well, there is this one quote I can read you. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, 3D print to, to add precise nutrition. Note the mm-hmm. word precise. You can be very precise because you're using a 3D printer that calculates how much it's adding and add it in a very precise way. And you don't need much crew time to do that because it's automated. You don't need much crouton to do that? Precision nutrition is the point here. So they're doing a lot of crazy things with, uh, they've got to, they got to have shelf life out the wazoo. They're, the, I think what's, they're, sub-te- they're, they're transitioning from feeding astronauts on moon missions to what would it take to get them on Mars missions? Yeah, and it's going to require a lot of precision. Well, that was the subtext of watching. It was like, oh yeah, they're on this. They're working on this big time. Well, yeah, because you got to feed someone. What is that, like a three-year journey? Well, it means the space program is not dead. We're going to get humans on Mars, my friend. Well, no, it shouldn't be dead. Well, but people think it's dead. They're wrong. <laughs> That's why so we you got watched... muscle wasting. You got all sorts of problems, nutrient degradation when you go to space and when it takes this long. And so like all sorts of things. But they're this 3D printing. You can, pr- you can print the precise nutrition necessary for you as a snowflake. It's snow- stardust plus snowflake mm-hmm. at NASA. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the kind of technology that they're... It's, yeah, obviously you, you need this kind of precision to be able to feed people for three years. You can only bring aboard very limited amount of supplies, right? But, Do you know but this is the kind of thing. Cracks. Yeah, my voice cracks all the time. I know. I, I didn't notice it until it, we it's had... It's not uh, 100% radio ready. <laughs> it's authentic. But this is the kind of technology that we will come to rely on as our population explodes and resources are just stretched so thin. Until we hit reset with the great killer bug that wipes out all the week. Well, there, there's that. Wow. Let's end on a happy note. I'm well, done, I, man. You're done? I was going to talk about Cosmos. <laughs> I Make watched, it quick. We watched an episode of Cosmos. Oh, the, I haven't the Neil seen it yet. Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen any of it? No. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. I remember when I when I first read about it. Are you it was when I was sober when you're watching it? Because the people that I know that watch it don't watch it sober. And I'm not talking about beer and alcohol. Oh, they like to get all irie? That means stoned. Yes, I know. And I, just letting it hang there. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I have watched it stoned. Um, Jesus, Josh. What? It's, it's, a, it's legal. We live in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Responsibly stoned and alone watching that show. <laughs> no, but last night I was just watching it, you know, on about two beers and eight LaCroix. Uh, but it was captivating. It was all about uh, the these, um, like the universe inside a dewdrop. Mm-hmm. The, oh God, what are they called? Terragrades, tetragrades. Do you know about those? No, they are like these little tiny organisms, and they they almost look like little like moles, like little naked mole rats with claws and these funny little noses. But they are teeny, teeny, tiny, microscopic creatures. What? And there are for every human on this planet, I think he said there's like a billion of them. So they are they are vastly outnumbered. And he even said something like, uh, "Aliens could be forgiven for visiting Earth and." calling it the planet of the tetragrades because there are just so many of them. But get this, they're almost they're also like basically indestructible. Whoa. They can live for years without water. What? They can live inside volcanoes. They can live in the vacuum of space. Oh boy. So So this is what rises when we fall? No, this is what we do. We fuse. Don't they need us? Aren't they living off us? I don't think they are so much. <sighs> I think they're a little bit outside of the superorganism, microbiome. 
Yeah, posted. so if we can if we can fuse human right. DNA this with tetragrade DNA, then we're in a good place. Uh, I wrote a haiku too. Do you, oh. to, do you want me to find it? It's about tetragrades. You wrote a haiku. Well, let's end with that. All right, let me see if I can. Let's let people go, but not before they hear this. Oh, wait, here we go. Haiku. It's in a Google. I, I started a new Google Doc last night called Haiku for when I have haiku ideas. This one's from July 28th, 2015. Question. Is this by the letter and law of haiku exactly a haiku? I believe so. You can count. Oh, and I had it wrong. They're not tetragrades, they're called tardigrades. That sounds better. Tardigrades. Okay. Here's my haiku. Does that have mm-hmm. a title? No, there's no title. Okay. The title is 72815. Perfect. Pissing tardigrades. Jesus. A micro divinity every beating day. Thanks for listening to Natchcast. This is Stardust signing off, or is it Snowflake? Or is it both? Are we all one? Are we all the same? Are we all together in this? The answer is obviously. So uh, now that you've been informed, enlightened, and entertained, go about your day, but uh, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that at natch.is. Our newsletter subscribers get exclusive access to a bonus Natchcast photo. That's, that's it right there. Sold. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Real Natch. So go forth into the world. Be Stardust. Be Snowflake. Be on the lookout for some sort of insane t-shirt concept born out of that. Peace. Uh, also, pissing tardigrades. <laughs>